Hello again everybody, it's Deborah Harcourt speaking here from Asia Pacific Early Childhood Consultants and this is number four in our podcast series, An Atelier for Reflection. This time I thought we might focus on documentation and what I'm calling documentation fatigue and just who is your master in documentation. And it would seem to me that too many people are doing too much unnecessary, uninformative documentation with a master that I don't think is the appropriate one. So let me take you back a little way. Last year, um, no actually it wasn't last year, it was the year before, um, I received an invitation from Australia's Regimilia Information Exchange uh, from their organising committee to speak at the uh, 2015 conference that was held in Melbourne Um, and they asked me to speak about what had profoundly influenced my work and my thinking uh, from the provocations that were offered to us from the Regimilia Educational Project in Northern Italy and what I wanted to to do at that conference was to add to an Australian conversation about documentation but through the lens of my own experiences as a consultant who supports the learning of others, I support students at university and of course educators in their everyday context of teaching and learning. So while I've been able to engage with the principles of Regimilia for many years and and have visited many, many times. In January 2015, I went to a winter school that focused on documentation in Regimilia uh, with a very small group of other professionals from Australia and really had a look at documentation. And finally, for me, after all those years, it started to make sense and I began to think, oh my goodness, what on earth are we doing here in Australia and I'm sure in other parts of the world? Around documentation, what, why why are we doing so much? And I understand that there's regulations but I think we're doing way too much documentation that's unnecessary but we think it is as we interpret the standard and the regulations that we uh, fall under in early childhood. So on my way home, I started to think about why are we struggling to get some credible visibility to our work and to children's thinking? Why are we struggling to get it right? We just haven't seemed to be able over the years to get things right. And this notion of documentation fatigue, I think the more we go along, the more fatigued we get. So what I decided to do on the way home was seriate my thinking. And what I landed on was a notion that I've called the five Ps. And I hope that you'll be able to see some of my logic um, and find it a little bit useful to your thinking, especially if you're sitting listening to this as a team of early childhood educators. So my five Ps are these, the perfume, the provocation, the purpose, the permission, 
and the potential. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to move the master away from a group of people that I think we are calling our masters around documentation and shift it back to us. I think that's my primary purpose in this, in this uh, session today. So let me start. The notion of the perfume. On the very first day of the winter school that I went to in Regimilia, one of the wonderful pedagogistas and a visitor to Australia on many occasions, Tiziana Filippini, she opened the proceedings and her very first words were, every school that welcomes young children must hold its own perfume of history. Have a think about that. I think what she was saying to us is that this notion of perfume is something that leaves a scent, a hint, a memory, kind of conjures up this notion of, you know, the wafting from one idea to the next, a form that changes shape and texture as it settles across your skin. That's what I think she was saying to us. And what I think is important for us to think about is how do we engage in an exchange and debate and ideas around the work that we do with children and tell a narrative around that that really focuses more on the thinking of the adults and children working together rather than focusing on what we did today. Janet Robinson from Miamia calls this the long beginning, the short story and the long ending. So I think what I'd like us to think about is having a notion of a deep connection to the past. So something that helps us with our memory about the work that has gone before us, the work that we are doing now and the work that we may do in the future, the potential of the work that we're doing with children and the thinking that we're doing with children. So from this notion of the perfume, it's this always changing, the reimagining and the commitment to honouring the work that we do with children and their families and see if we can even begin to think about the notion of documentation in the same professional sense as our colleagues do in Regimilia. My next P was the provocation. And what I began to ask myself here was, hang on a minute, have we in Australia misread the intention of the Early Years Learning Framework and its measurement tool, the National Quality Standard? I think we have. What has led us to some of these truths in inverted commas of what we think is expected by external others, i.e. the authorised officer or uh, the, our operations manager or our early childhood consultant who comes in and, and assesses us in a different sense or judges us in a different sense. And I think we've now created huge suburban myths 
around the role of documentation in the lives of educators and children and families. And I think what it's been reduced to is the little box at the bottom of the template that speaks to 1.2.3 and 2.3.1, etc., etc. You know what I'm talking about. So this notion of a provocation, I was working in Cairns and I had an interaction with three little people who were about four years of age and their individual portfolios were sitting on a high shelf. There was about 40 of them sitting on a high shelf in their classroom. And I asked the children, what are, what are those things up there? And on closer inspection, one of the children said, oh, they've got all of our names on them. And I asked the children, so what's inside of those folders? And the children said, I don't know. So aside from all the commentary that you might raise about this situation, my point is, are we focusing in our early childhood context around documentation? Are we focusing too much on the individual learner and missing the indisputable fact that children and adults learn as part of an invested group of learners? Could we not, is it not possible for us to tell a narrative of joint collaborative learning over time where children are able to recognise both their own and others' contribution to matters of importance and then gift that to the children at the end of the term or the end of the semester or year? Rather than this mad rush in November to get these individual portfolios together, which frankly are just scrapbooks. I think it's really important that we look at the socio-cultural context of the early years learning framework. That is, children learn as they interact with people, places and things, and actually focus our documentation in the same way. And so wouldn't it be wonderful if children's stories, ongoing stories of learning as a group of learners were put together and that was gifted to children so that they could see themselves but they can also see themselves as part of others' thinking. I think this is something really important for us to consider. The other thing around the provocation in documentation too, and this is particularly from my work here in Australia, I've asked myself, do we have planning and then the documentation that goes with it, but do we have planning cycles that tick over weekly or even daily that are not enablers for long-term thinking and lines of inquiry for, to emerge? Are we still so keen to fill in what we did today, the journal or the Facebook page or the online doing story that we're kind of like meerkats that bob up to check on children's interest and go back down a hole to see what stuff we can supply children to mediate that interest. Oh, the children were interested in dinosaurs today. Tomorrow we're going to get out all the dinosaur puzzles and we're going to paint dinosaurs and they're going to be dinosaur stencils and stories, etc., etc., etc. Rather, Shouldn't we, as educators, be placing ourselves next to that interest, 
giving ourselves time to deeply listen, to really understand what it is that children are interested in and then make a professional call as to whether it's an interest worthy of the exchange of ideas. It seems to me that we've become afraid of our role of educators. I'm sorry to say that, but I think we have. But I guess one of the most important provocations that I've taken away from my last visit to Reggio around the documentation intensive was, are we assuming that parents and or families must be the primary audience for our documentation? Should we not be focusing on the role of documentation as a critical tool for the ongoing examination and the illumination by our pedagogical teams, our teaching teams, to better understand our work, to better understand the child in front of us, to better understand the group of children as learners and to deepen our image of child and its influence on the way our pedagogy is enacted. I think we've missed this. I really think we've missed this with having that really strong focus on parents as the primary audience for documentation. I think we've lost a strength that we could have if we shifted the primary audience back to us. So my next P is I've called the purpose. And I think I've come to acknowledge that educational documentation is part of the overarching pedagogical strategy that we should have. It's part of that extended beginning of joint work with children and given careful deliberation as a really important part of what it means to teach and work alongside very young children and how the documentation can help us be better teachers. I think we've got to shift the purpose of documentation to be offered as an everyday practice, not, not separate to or in addition to what you do each day and certainly not what you do at home on Sunday evenings planning for the week ahead. But I'd like to think about it as part of what I've called the rich tapestry of collaborative and thoughtful daily life, not a disconnected chore or task that serves the apparent masters of regulation, the standards and, dare I say it, parents. So I think it's thanks to our colleagues in Reggio that I now think about educational documentation as what I've called our intellectual compass. If it's done really well, it offers rich and powerful possibilities to know ourselves as educators, what we have to offer as an educational body of work for children, and an opportunity to ask, what's in it for me? What am I going to learn from this investigation? What questions can I propose for answering about what it means to work with young children? You know, frankly, I don't need to know very much more about dinosaurs. I'm not going to be a paleontologist in my next life. But I'm interested in how the study of dinosaurs, how do children approach that? What theories are they developing? How do they test their theories? What questions are children asking? How can they do research? That's the kind of thing that I think documentation could help us to do in answering 
what's in this for me. So I think we have to think a little bit more about this notion of, of the audience and what is the actual purpose. My next P is the permission. And what I've learned from our colleagues in Regimelia is we need to be kinder to ourselves. We need to offer ourselves an opportunity to breathe, to wait, to observe, to listen and reflect before we act. I'm reminded there's a beautiful story from Regimelia called Contagious Experiments and it's where the infants are offered a floor that's covered in white paper and tools to draw with as a provocation that was offered by their teachers. And in the very early moments of this provocation, one little boy discovered that you could tear the pieces of paper up off the floor to form tubes that would later become part of a wonderful journey into physics for these children. But I often think, what if the educators had jumped up in with straight away, no, no, don't pull up the paper and rush for the nearest roll of sticky tape to reseal the paper full. The wonderful narrative that unfolded would not have occurred. So often we don't sit back and wait. And what I'm trying to work with my colleagues, teachers in the field, I'm trying to teach them to learn to stop and zip it as a teaching strategy. So I advise that we don't take out a second or third mortgage on our housing for educational documentation because, frankly, our wages don't let us do that. But I see people who've got um, the daily diary, they've got the blog, they've got the wall stories, they've got the Facebook pages, they've got individual portfolios, they've got the iPad of photos that's in the foyer, etc, etc, etc. And I'm a strong believer that one house for documentation is enough. That one house should be the living, breathing heart of your work that you can then gift to others as needed. Gift to your colleagues as evidence of your commitment to working with children. Gift to yourself as evidence of what you do well and what you might need to give greater focus to. Gift to the children as a tool for self-assessment and then gift it to families to learn the importance of the significance of the work that you and the children do together. You do not have time to be away from children, to be engaging in all this additional task-driven unnecessary work. The rich dialogue that occurs between the educators in Regimelia and of course with their pedagogistas highlights the importance of having a shared understanding through ongoing professional development of what is important and what is not. So please take time to discuss and make decisions with your colleagues on that which you're giving significance to and that of which is being given value. So my last P is what I've called the potential. High quality educational documentation I think holds enormous potential with a range of imperatives that we need to take more note of and we need to engage in robust dialogue and debate with our colleagues about the true purpose of documentation. So from my perspective, documentation must be the mirror that offers the potential 
for you to critically reflect on your current practices in order to inform your future practice. Documentation must be used to support and challenge the intellectual growth and development of both children and adults. Documentation must be make, make visible that which you're giving value to and that which you are giving significance to within the community, within where your context is. And finally, documentation must be given due weight and authority as part of your planning. Perhaps begin with thinking about the early years learning framework outcomes instead of madly searching for them in retrospect for the little box at the bottom of a page. I hope this little session here that I've spoken about documentation is helpful for you. I'm, I can't stress to you enough I just think we're doing too much. There's too many people who are suffering from documentation fatigue and I really think there is something that we can do about it. I really look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye for now.